to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Well, hey, girlfriend, and welcome to another episode of This Grit and Grace Life podcast. I'm Julie Graham, and I'm a widow. I'm a boy mom. Um, I'm a little bit extra, if you know what that means. Yes, you are. (laughs) And I'm a little bit of a fashionista as well. Oh, just a tiny little bit of that one. Yes. (laughs) And I'm Darlene Brock, and I am a wife, a mother, a noni, which is grandma in normal (laughs) life, and a business owner. So I think that's kind of what defines me, right? Totally. Actually, can I add something to that? Oh, you scare me. Go ahead, I guess. All right. All right. I would say that you're a no-nonsense leader. Mm, okay. That's probably true. True story. Yeah. And then I would also say, this might surprise you, I would also say you're a cheerleader. Not in the traditional sense. <laughs> <laughs> I do not carry pom-poms with me. Thank <laughs> Please you anyway. start. Come on. That would be <laughs> no. so fun. And I could get my band uniform back out and we would be quite the pair. That's scary. Um, but I do. I think I see you as a cheerleader of other people, which mm. is very cool about you. Yeah, I can see that. All right. So if you're going to throw it at me, I'm going to throw some back. Julie Graham, I would define you as inspirational. Ooh. You are. Thanks. Yeah, you are. Cute. And oh, you are tender-hearted. I know you've blessed her in a room and it looks like kind of the Tasmanian devil has just entered. Look who's talking. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's that. Um, And you are also, you easily fall to tears. Yeah, it's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those Publix commercials can really get me. What we just did there is we kind of chose some defining features about ourselves and about each other, because that's something that we just kind of can't help but do as humans and maybe a little bit more as women. We Mm. try to identify ourselves with these markers and these labels and these definitions And they can be good, but they can also get us in trouble. Yeah, and they usually land where we are in life. Are you a mom or are you not? That seems to be top of the list for women. For sure. I mean, I know I. it was weird for me for a long time to stop saying wife and boy mom. Yeah. You know, and, and it's weird for people when I say widow and boy mom. So I usually just say, I'm a boy mom. <laughs> yeah. And even in that, do you stay at home? Are you a stay at home mom? Oh, totally. Or do you have a job outside of the home? Yeah, yeah. I'm a mom or I'm not. I'm, I work or I'm not. I mean, and then underneath that mom umbrella, there are so many. I'm different kinds of moms. I'm this kind of mom. I'm a crunchy. This, I mean, episode 45, we unpacked all of those different subcultures within motherhood. And then if you work outside of the home, are you just going to pay the bills because you just got to meet the demands of life? Or are you in a career path that you absolutely love and want to achieve in? Yeah, there's the driven career woman who not only is she a career woman, but she might identify herself with letters behind her name that associate what type of title she has or her position in the workplace. And that could be something that is really important to you, maybe or maybe not. And the other letters behind your name have to do with your education. Mm. Okay. Those who may or may not know, I went to high school and then I hit the road. I didn't do anything (laughs) past that except life. I know. That's pretty pretty surprising to learn that about you because you are so successful and accomplished. And it it kind of flies in the face of what you think a traditional uh, successful person would have done. Yeah. Because there are those who went on for amazing degrees, but we're defined by that too. I think women often 
identify or label themselves by their relationship status. So I'm single or I'm married or I'm divorced or single again for whatever reason. We tend to harp on that one, don't we? Oh, man. Yeah. And, you know, depends on where you are. Sometimes it's like, well, I'm this, so that's better than that, which I think kind of falls in all these categories. We can cop an attitude. (laughs) That's true. We end up comparing ourselves to the people around us based on where we are and where they are for sure. There's also, we don't really like to talk about this one. We, we wanted to almost skip over it, but if we're talking about stakes that people put in the ground and define themselves by, you can get kind of heated. We'll just say heated. Oh, just a little a bit. A little mm-hmm. about your political affiliation and that mm-hmm. being a big identifier of who you are. Yeah. And that doesn't matter to us. We're not going to announce that. We don't really care because it's not in our list of priorities, but it is in today's culture. It is there for sure. One that is a little more important to us is whether or not you subscribe to any faith, whether you have faith in the God of the Bible that we follow, or maybe you identify as not being a person of faith. Yeah. And it, you know, it does define us, but I think for us, people who do espouse a faith, we get into the subcategories. All right. So do you belong to this kind of church or this kind of church, mm-hmm. or do you, does your church teach this, which I, you know, is that good enough. We so judge each other and define one another in that area too. Absolutely. So all of these things play a role. They make up pieces of who we are. They describe categories that we might find ourselves in. Ultimately, they describe life seasons that we're probably living in, but they really don't make up our actual personhood. No, they don't. They're just a moment in time or a place we find ourselves Um, Because it all changes, Julie. Mm. Life for a woman especially, you're never static. Mm. You know, you may be married, you may not be. You may think your marriage is forever or something fell apart. Nothing stays the same. So you have to kind of put those aside and decide who am I rather than what am I doing right now. If you're hearing these circles that you may be running in or these seasons of life that are meaningful to you and you do use them to describe you, there's nothing wrong with that. But we want to go a little bit deeper, take it a little further, because as grit and grace women, these parts of us are important, but they're not the most important. We believe our character and how we carry ourselves as we run in these circles, as we're part of these groups, as we live these seasons of life, that's what's more important. You know, Julie, there's something I have come to realize because we do know I'm 4,012 years old. Um, So old. And I'm so young. Yeah, you are such a baby. (laughs) Oh, that's another one. I'm older, I'm young. I mean, you don't say that, but you try to kind of put it out there where you are (laughs) age-wise. That's funny. But, But whether we are old or young or moms or not, you know, there are some things that we all desire in life. There are... Some places we hope we find ourselves. We hope that we can be happy. Mm. We we want to be happy. In I mean, this isn't life. that the American dream? Yeah, the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, for sure. The other thing is we want a peaceful life. Who mm. wants turmoil? I mean, I know sometimes it's inevitable, but a peaceful life seems to be something that we all desire. Whether we can put words to it or not, we're looking to have good self-worth. We're looking Mm. to be approved of by others or even just by ourselves. Yeah. And I think by ourselves is one of the most important ones is that it's not that we need to be heady, but we all want to think we're okay. We're not a complete failure in life. And then I think the other one is to find a purpose. Mm -hmm. 
We don't want to live this life without meaning, without some reason or things that we're doing or accomplishing that we feel like fulfill who we are, not just what we're doing, but who we are as individuals. So if all of these things we can agree matter, regardless of the other labels we may also carry, ultimately it comes back down to who we are at the innermost parts, the character, right? Yeah, it does. And I think the the greatest way to figure that out is to kind of think through how do we handle things? What do we do in certain life circumstances? How do we react? What do we think? Yeah, because we can talk a big game, right? But what's, yeah. what's the phrase our grandma's always said to us? Our actions speak louder than our words. So oh, I can yeah. put on paper all of these things that <laughs> I want to be described as and known for, but ultimately how I actually interact with people and the way I react to situations says more about who I am. Yeah. And so we kind of put together a list of questions to ask ourselves and to ask ourselves, not just to throw at you, but to ask <laughs> ourselves what we do in these particular situations situations. First one, do I give up when life gets difficult? Well, you don't, that's for sure. You're like literally the epitome of not giving up. Yeah. Sometimes it's not good. Sometimes I need to surrender, but yeah, no. You don't, I will you don't put, carry a white flag. That's I for sure. I never carry a, a white flag. I put my head against a brick wall and I keep pounding until that wall cracks. Yeah. So it, there, there's a balance to all of these. Mm-hmm. There's a balance to all of these, but Life will throw us challenges. So what are we going to do when it does? If you are maybe more like Darlene, that when life gets difficult, you try harder. I think the good side of that is you identify maybe as a fighter. And I think that we need fighters. We need fighters around us. I need to be able to look at that strong woman running the race next to me. See, I'm still trying to make that your mantra. I'm I'm trying to get it in there. Um, (laughs) I need to be able to look over to see you still going because that will inspire me. But then I've also heard you say that you do need to learn sometimes to rest, to take a break, (laughs) to reevaluate on whether or not you need to keep going a million miles an hour on that one thing. Yeah, true. So there's both sides to all of these questions, but they're important ones. The next question to consider is, do I ignore those who bring me down, those who would limit me? Mm. Yeah. And that's a really important one because, you know, not only do we define ourselves, but other people define us. So they may look at what they think of us and say, oh, you can't do that, or you shouldn't do that, or that won't be available to you. Do I listen to them? Do I believe them? Or do I go, you know what? I can and I will. Mm -hmm. I do think that goes back to that self-worth, that do I only believe about myself what others project onto me? Or do I have that inner confidence that I do have value, I do bring you know, meaning to my life and to other people's lives. And so if someone can't see that, does that completely catch me off guard and throw me off? Or do I like T-Swift shake it off and keep going? Yeah, for sure. And the thing is, we need to realize too, that we need people to support us and believe in us in life. Mm -hmm. And we need to know when people don't support us to the point where they're going to hurt us. They're going to bring us down. And sometimes we have to remove them from our lives. Sometimes we have to say, you know what, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. So I can't keep hearing these words. So I'm going to have to move on. Kind of similarly, the next question to consider, do I build people up, not tear them down? You don't want to be the one that somebody's saying, (laughs) like what we just said, that I need to remove her from my life because all she ever is, is the negative Nancy. Yeah, no, not good. And we're all capable of that. 
You know, all of these we, I do, I need to remember that I'm capable of saying the negative things. Instead, why, why can't I be the one that says you can do it? Of course you can. I mean, that, that's really important to me in life. I'm going to play devil's advocate. This is not on the outline, Dar. How do you feel about it? That's fine. Um, (laughs) Well, it depends. What's she going to say? There's not being the negative Nancy. And then there's being afraid to speak truth when you need to be that voice in your friend's life. Oh, absolutely. And they both matter. They both matter. And two, the only way you can speak truth in someone's life is if you've spent the rest of the time supporting and reinforcing what you know is good. That's so right. Yeah. So you're right on, Julie Graham. You're willing to hear the hard thing from someone you trust their heart. Yes. Always. Boom. Boom. All right. What's the next one? Uh, Here's one that's hard for everybody. Okay. Do I love well even toward the undeserving. That makes me actually think of our definition of grace, right? When I give kindness to myself and to others, even when it's hard. Yeah, because sometimes it's really hard because they have done or said things that, you know, it's brought you down. It's made your life more difficult. So what do I do about that? Or even, you know, to kind of go back to the cultural picture, there are people that stand for things that we know in our gut, in our heart of hearts, by our faith, that is wrong. But that doesn't mean that we can't show love. We can't show grace. That shows our character when we can be respectful and honoring towards somebody, even if we don't believe they ultimately deserve our respect. Yeah. Because of a stance they take, we might diminish other things in their life. And you know what? It's not that they're undeserving. It's just that their perspective or experience is different, Mm -hmm. that their life purpose or goals may be different than ours. So of anybody we show love to, I think those should be the top of our list. Here's another question to consider. Do I offer others encouragement, hope, and confidence? Mm. Yes. I hope so. I mean, I think that that's really, really important. And I I think with all of these, Julie, what do we want people to offer us? Mm. Do we want them to offer us hope when we feel like life is hopeless? Do we want to be encouraged by them? And do we want them to help us gain confidence? Well, yeah. So shouldn't we do it for somebody else? It's literally the golden rule that we're taught in pre-K. Yes. Ultimately, this episode could be called Just Follow the Golden Rule and You'll Be Golden. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that we have to choose to be that kind of person. It, it doesn't always come naturally. It's a choice, and that's how we want to carry ourselves. Do I allow every one of my life experiences to add wisdom and create understanding? No, not always, but I want to. <laughs> <laughs> that every word hangs me up, but yeah. that's hashtag goals for sure. Yeah, it is. And we have to recognize it's everyone. I mean, when I think I was maybe 23 years of age and decided I was going to pray for wisdom and understanding. I saw that in the Bible. I liked the book of Proverbs. So I went, oh, that sounds like something I should get. (laughs) Um, And so I started praying for it. And probably 20 some years later, I realized- last year. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Let's go there. Okay. Let's go there, please. But I realized at that point- to gain the wisdom and understanding that I had asked for as a really dumb 20s, whatever year old, 
If you're 20 something, you're not dumb. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes, no, I'm not going to go there. Sometimes you are, okay? Yeah. I'm just not going to leave it at that. And sometimes oh, I'm dumb at, and I'm 30 something. Yeah. Sometimes. And sometimes at 45 and 50, you can be dumb. But yeah, nevertheless, true. the way you gain wisdom is life experience. Well, life experience doesn't come easy. Yeah. It doesn't come easy. So, you know, it is something that you want and it's something you want to share, but you have to recognize to get there. It requires life. Yeah. So that sentence, I'm going to read it again because I got hum, hung up on the every word in it, but instead I want to hang us up on a different word. Do I allow every one of my life circumstances to add wisdom and create understanding? Mm-hmm. I mean, that right there is the hallmark of a grit and grace woman. I can't control everything that happens to me, but I get to choose how I allow it to affect me for the good of my life and others' lives. Yeah, and I think going back to where we started, the definition of where we are in life, if we have gone through a divorce, we have understanding to help another woman who's facing it. If we have had difficult children who have had problems in their life or have health issues, you know, again, that part of life helps us have understanding for another. Okay, so here's the last question to consider as we think about our character. Do I rely on my faith to be the truest source of my grit and grace? I would say depends on the day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, see, that is the truth. And that's ultimately okay. That's why we need our faith because we're going to fall short, but then we choose to embrace it again. Yeah. And when we say the truest source of our grit and grace, what does that mean? That's a great question. And I feel like I get this question all the time. So obviously I work for the Grit and Grace Project. Right. Obviously, I am a fairly public person by choice Mm -hmm. (laughs) and by trade. Mm -hmm. It's my job to be on social media. And so I use those words a lot. And so I get women who ask me, what is grit and grace? Like, shouldn't you be talking about your faith more? Mm. We talked about this a little bit in episode, what, 72, I think? Yeah, I think that's right. We really unpacked how we handle this question of, you know, how can you be a Christian woman who talks about grit and grace? Well, because we ultimately believe that our truest grit and grace come from our faith, that God himself is the best example of unending grit and overflowing grace. Mm -hmm. So grit being the strength that we can get through anything, even if we don't feel that day that it's going to happen. And grace, you know, grace, you know, Julie, grace to me is a word I just hang on to. It's Mm -hmm. like I hold on to that thing for all it's worth because... You know, this life is hard enough, so we need all the grace, all of the kindness, the forgiveness, the the stick-by-itness that grace affords us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that to be able to do this life, our faith shows us the truest form of grace, and that's a God who loves imperfect people. So, you know, yeah, it is it is the way we find grit and grace. Okay, I'm going to do that thing that you love about me that you sort of roll your eyes. If you're, <laughs> this is why you hired me, remember? Um, oh, yeah, I forgot. If you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I like these chicks, they seem pretty cool. 
Every once in a while, they talk about their faith, and that's not really my thing. We love that you listen to us. Yes. Um, but I do want you to click through into the article I'm going to put into our show notes called Beginning Faith, Walking This Life with Grit, Grace, and God. Because if you're just sort of new to the concept of faith or not quite sure of it, Darlene wrote a really unintimidating but thorough piece on how you could consider starting a relationship with God. So I'm just going to throw it out there. It's going to be in the show notes if you want to check it out. Julie, what we say all the time is that what sets a grit and grace woman apart is that she can and will share life and experience with people who are different than them, that aren't defined exactly like they are. Yeah, because ultimately what we're seeing culturally is people want you to pick a group and stick with them and they want you to be ride or die with your people and be, <laughs> you know, unaccepting and unloving of people who don't share every single belief that you have. But we say, no, that's not how it has to look when you're a woman of grit and grace. You figure out how to coexist and intermingle and share life with and enjoy relationships with all different kinds of people. And you stay the same. At your innermost, your character doesn't change, but you're able to interact with people who might have significant differences from you. Yep. And to do that, we have to start by being confident enough in ourselves and our self-worth that we actually open up to people who aren't just like us. Yeah. When you know who you are at your innermost, that actually draws people to you. And it allows you to have a, a depth of relationship that is mutually beneficial, even if you have some significant differences. Yeah. And I think when you engage with someone who maybe culturally or racially or faith based different than you, you get so, so much richness mm -hmm. of humanity that I think is important for us to understand one another and to glean from what they've learned, what they know, what they've experienced, I think it enriches us. Well, yeah. And I think that one of the things that we value as women here at the Grit and Grace Project is choosing to blend our life with people who are in different seasons or from different backgrounds, recognizing that our experience benefits someone else and vice versa. I mean, we talked on a full episode, I don't remember the number, but we talked about how being in intergenerational relationships is so crucial for women that we've got to put ourselves around women who have been through things ahead of us or are behind us because it develops our character and opens our eyes to things that are happening that we wouldn't be aware of otherwise. Yeah, and I think one of the things in that, whether generationally you're different, racially you're different, culturally or economically you're different, you might share a passion. Mm. You might share something you really, really care about and love, and you'll be surprised at other women that do that may not be just like you. Not only can we bond over shared passions, we can bond over our talents, whether it's because we have similar talents or our ta our talents complement someone else, where, where I may be weak, you can be strong, and then when we team up together, we find that we can get a lot further, get more done. Yeah, and we see that at our, our team at the Grit and Grace Project. I love the group of people that have been assembled there because you know, you've got those who are out front and who lead the parade like a Julie Graham. And then you've got, you know, people like our Beth, little Bethany, who will just put all the pieces together and figure out how to assemble it. And the, the blending of talents, different ones, is the only way you get to success in any part of life. Absolutely. And if you can't be a team player, if you lack that character trait where you know how to work with others to achieve the end goal of 
the vision that you're all working toward together, you're not going to get very far in this grit and grace life. No, you're not. You're really not. Okay. So the last one that I think that we want to kind of put our stake in here as grit and grace women is that it's awesome and it's so trendy and it's so buzzy these days to, to know your personality and your temperament. But, you know, people are like picking their letters and their numbers and their horoscopes and all that. But can we get along with all the other people or do we just stick to I'm a six or I'm a EJFL or whatever the letters are and I can only hang with those people? Yeah. Those are not the right letters. I know. I actually know the letters and I'm being ridiculous. (laughs) And I kind of look at the whole thing and go, hey, come on, guys, this has been going on for years. And you just had somebody else tell you what (laughs) defined you. Please don't do that. But it's true. We all have different temperaments. Mm -hmm. You know, some of us are stoic in pain. Some of us laugh at funerals. Some of us. (laughs) Some of us sitting across the table from me. Yeah, exactly. It's really (laughs) horrible. Don't ever do that. But, you know, that's one of my weaknesses. Um, And so... Some of us easily go to tears and some of us have trouble crying, you know. So all of those temperaments are and traits are just wonderful and we need to appreciate all of them. Mm-hmm. And and rely on the the pros and cons and the strengths and weaknesses that that we can get from each other when we are comfortable with being around somebody who's different. All right, Julie. So we started with definitions, what defines us, the places in life that we are, but what what are the definitions that should define us, that should matter in this world? So we kind of said that definitions are bad, but we're going to pull that back and say, it's okay to define ourselves in some ways. We just got to be careful of those little tiny sharp boxes (laughs) that we get stuck in. And so some definitions that matter that we do want to cling to is, are we women of compassion? Mm, That's an important one. Yeah. I think of all the definitions that you can put on someone, if you meet someone and go, they're compassionate, Mm -hmm. they're loving, they're kind. I mean, that's worth its weight in gold. Absolutely. Obviously, here at the Grit and Grace Project, we would be ridiculous to not say we want you to be defined by strength or grit. Yeah. And we're not saying because we say for strong women and those who want to be, that's what the Grit and Grace Project and this Grit and Grace Life is all about. But we're saying and those who want to be because... To have strength does not mean you have it every single day in every single situation, but it is finding the strength within you, and of course, for us, the source of our faith um, provides that strength. So it's really important to be strong and strive to be strong. It's a choice that we make, and then when we find that we're not tapping into our strength, we remember that, oh, wait, it's there. I can take a step and choose to be strong. And also to say, and if it's not there, we're going to give ourselves a little bit of grace. Grace is the last one. Of course, are you a woman of grace? Are you kind to yourself and to others, even when it's hard? Mm -hmm. That's something that ultimately matters for eternity. Absolutely. All right, Julie. So let's just set aside the definitions of who we are, but let's talk about who we want to be. And who we want to be is determined by the choices we make in every single situation we find ourselves When we ask ourselves the questions, what are our answers going to be as we move forward? Who are we in real life every single day? I mean, that that word you just said is so important. We get to choose. We have a choice in every interaction, in every circumstance, in every life pit, valley, or peak. We get to choose how we interact. And that ultimately is a reflection of our character. So we want to end this episode like we do every other one. And I think this is a brilliant quote, Julie. 
it's not attributed to anyone. So can I just say I came up with it? I mean, I found it on the internet. Okay, go for it. Yeah. (laughs) The woman I was yesterday introduced me to the woman I am today, which makes me very excited about meeting the woman I will become tomorrow. So dear friends, do not be defined by the things around you, what people try to say about you. Instead, be defined by grit and grace. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project online magazine. Whether you're listening in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or streaming the show, be sure to take a couple moments to subscribe, rate, and review so you never miss the next episode. You can also share the show with a friend you think might enjoy living a Grit and Grace life with us. Every week we share all the details on everything we discuss in the episode at thegritandgraceproject.org. We'll catch you on the next one.